Ain't nothing but a mistake. Ain't I never want to hear you say, I want it that way. Don't want to hear you. Ain't nothing but a heartache. Oh, hey, Sarah, hold Ain't up, hold up, hold up. Hold up. What? Okay, first of all, you were nailing that. Thank you. Second of all, we're supposed to be recording our podcast right now. Ah, but we were so close to getting it perfect. <sighs> yeah, but we can't stay holed up in this karaoke boot that we've been, uh, that we broke into and we've been squatting in forever. Do you think they're out of beer? They were out of beer last time you checked. So <laughs> unless somebody came into the karaoke parlor that we broke into and have been squatting in and replaced the beer but didn't notice us here. and also Maybe there's a secret beer compartment. Ooh, that's interesting. Hang a on. beer cellar or something. Hang on. Let me check here. Just a second. Ooh, do you hear that? There's a spot in the Sounds wall. There's a spot in the wall that's hollow. <gasps> let's dig in. Okay, let's check in here. God, okay, I hope I'm just going to ram my shoulder in into it, if that's okay. Yeah, I'm sure. just going to ram God. my shoulder into it. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay, one. Okay. One. Two. Oh God! It's a it's a it's a cluster of minions. Quick, stomp them! But they're so cute. They're vermin. They'll overrun. They'll overrun you in a second and, and swarm you and smother you to death before they would even th think twice about it. Maybe I can talk to them. Banana. You gotta take a side. You know what makes me really sick to my stomach? What? It's watching you stuff your face with those hot dogs. If you see me coming, you better run because I'm gonna lay you the fuck down! Nobody, I mean nobody, puts ketchup on a hot dog. Smells like courage. Hello, hero heads. How's it hanging? Uh, I know that for me and Sarah, the way that it's hanging is um, quietly, secretively, furtively. Uh, Fartively. This place stinks. It absolutely stinks. I mean, basically, I mean, you guys, you listeners, you know as well as we do that um, last you heard from us, we were like pretty much recording out of a tent on a beach uh, somewhere and things have actually gotten a lot more stable for us at this point. We're pretty much living in a karaoke bar that has been closed for a while. Um, obviously, all the karaoke bars have been closed with no sign of reopening because karaoke sucks. Um, so Sarah and I broke in. And, and we've, we've just, just been sort of hanging out. Pretty much squatting. Um, just and my opinion on karaoke has kind of changed. It's fun. If it's just like you and me, and I guess if other friends were yeah. here too, it'd be fun if it was just like all of us. But what I don't like is the other people part of it. Like sort of normies out in the audience, like listening to you, critiquing you. Yeah, saying, hey, that was a little flat. Or, you know, 
hey, maybe you shouldn't do Bohemian Rhapsody or oh, Marky Moon by television. That song is t- 10 minutes or longer. <laughs> or anything by Marky Mark and the Funch- Funchy Bunch. Funchy Bunch. <laughs> right. Or, I mean, I guess that... I guess I had been hearing some boos when you when we had still been performing. So things could get even better. I mean, some of those boos were probably coming from we just, as you heard at the beginning of the podcast, discovered a minion infestation mm-hmm. in the walls here. Um, and so far we've kind of kept them at bay. Right. Um, but they've been booing us a lot. Yeah. Yeah. By kept them at bay, what Sarah means, of course, is that we have been seasoning them with the Old Bay seasoning them. And frying them like soft shell crabs. And yeah. Eating po'boys, minion po'boys. Yeah. There's um, nothing better than... But nothing than kills those little freaks. No, yeah. There's you nothing can better chew than like a buttery minion cracking mm. it open, sucking the meat out of mm. it. Tapping and it with a rock like, hammer. Yeah. Kind of crack yeah. open its shell. Yeah. yeah. But, but they still... That still doesn't kill them. Doesn't kill them. No. They don't no. have... They don't have a soul. They don't, they don't have, have a soul, a so you can't kill them. Yeah, that's actually the f- the actually the fucked up thing about a minion is basically um, the only thing that you can do with a minion is apparently what the owners of this karaoke bar had done and we just undid, which is you can lock it away like an ancient <laughs> evil. Yeah, and, and that's the only kind of interesting thing about them. We just kind of let them out. So anyway, just kind Whoopsie. of twenty twenty has obviously been like a really good year for everybody, but if things start to go haywire. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> yeah, we let out all the minions. <laughs> okay. Anyway, my name is Ben, and I'm one of the hosts of Please Save Me, which is the official recap podcast for television's number one show, Chicago Heroes. And I'm Sarah, and I'm the other host of this show. And I could actually go for a minion snack right about now. I'm going to go ahead and just fire up the uh, the. The air, fryer, whatever, the air fryer the air fryer that they have here in the back yeah it's an air fryer that runs on pure oil um it's really delicious and yeah. so i god i love to have like just a good air fried twinkie from yeah that. it's so healthy. i've been harvesting kind of all of the oil that my pores have produced mm-hmm. um just like kind of being stuck in this place with no air conditioning it's been like you know i've been producing a lot of excess oil and also i'm just you know not showering or anything so i've been just kind of harvesting that to use in the air fryer as oil in which we can cook our minions and that's a clean oil um because it's a closed system you know it's basically it's basically me the three r's you know reduce Um, reuse recycle yeah and i know that our listeners probably wouldn't know anything about that because basically they don't know what it's like to be stuck inside of a place for like weeks and months on end with kind of no nobody. concept of time. Yeah. Nobody else besides your co-podcast host to yeah. pretty much have input or output from nothing to go to in the morning besides your karaoke job that you invented for yourself. Um, and nothing to clock out of at night except for your karaoke job and no paycheck from either from any of that time you spent. Right. Except for, now, obviously you, know. you and I took out a, um, we took out a big loan. loan, big, huge loan. Yeah. So we put up our podcast as collateral. 
for yep. a loan and the banks they gave us a really big one and yep. we pretty much so this podcast is brought to you by wells fargo mm-hmm. they actually made the loan for us without asking us if we wanted it um and we just kind of said okay thank you for the money actually and we could use this thing yeah so we've been paying each other a salary so Sarah is the CEO, actually, of a little a limited liability company we formed called Ben, and then I'm the CEO of a limited liability company we formed called Sarah. And mm-hmm. so we both pay each other a salary. And the thing that sucks is actually that I'll never get a bonus. My boss is a cheapskate. Yeah, uh, and my boss. Let's just say that I've. Let's just say. Yeah. Let's see what you say. Let's see what I say. Okay. Um, let's just say that um, it will be interesting to... Uh, watch what, Watch your words. You've got a performance review coming up. It will be interesting to converse with her. Okay. So there's a little puzzle in what I just said. Um, it will be interesting <laughs> to converse with her. Um, and I could have seen that I would see her on one of the days of the week, but I didn't. Um, so anyway. Because you're a feminist. I, yeah, I actually um, am, which is why I think it's so good that we're paying our <laughs> I actually um, am. <laughs> actually am, am, which is why a few things. One thing that's so good about that is that that's why I pay you a the bigger salary and it's also why i let you pay the bigger part of the interest that's due on the loan every month that's right because i think it's important for you to learn to manage money um and what we've been learning very fast is that neither of us makes enough of a salary actually to pay back the loan that we're using to pay the salaries Mm -hmm. so we're losing Mm -hmm. money really fast so we need the podcast to start making money really fast and that's where you guys come in. Mm-hmm. How? Um, well, if you listen to us do this recap this week and you think, hey, I like that, then subscribe to the podcast and right. give the podcast five stars on Apple mm-hmm. and recommend the podcast to a friend. Yeah, it's sort of like a multi-level marketing thing. If you subscribe and you give it five stars... And then you recommend five friends who also subscribe and give it five stars. And then they do the same with five of their friends. Then we, Ben and I, have... We get self-esteem. Yeah. We've created a pyramid of um, validation for ourselves. So And once you have enough validation, you can... cash that in. You can cash it in, right? Yeah. You can safely start um, an online business where you sell your nudes without feeling like sort of your own validations wrapped up in them. Mm-hmm. So basically Sarah and I are trying to get enough validation from the podcast that we can sell nudes. We can take the risk of selling nudes and being rejected in terms of like people not liking them or whatever and they without won't. it like hurting us. Yes. And they definitely know? won't. Yeah. And I mean, and they might not, but, um, and they might not. The thing that I have learned is, you know, never say never. And why have I learned that? 
it's yeah, because why well, I was reading one of our reviews and one of our from our email. A listener said, you know, I would leave this on the website, but I don't want to give you the engagement. I'm just gonna kind of send you the email. Um, you know, never. They said, um, my friend said. Uh, you know, my friend said, you know, um, this podcast is, ne- my friend was listening to this podcast. They said, this is never going to get good. And I said to them, you know, never say never. And they said, no, I really think it never will. And I clarified to them, no, I'm saying, you know, um, never say that this podcast will never be over because one day it really could. And I want you to that's keep right. up hope. So, yeah, that's right. Sarah, did you watch Chicago heroes this week? No. Okay, so me neither. Thankfully, it aired last week, and we um, watched it then, so we're going to recap that episode. That's just kind of a little joke. And you all knew that, too, because you watched it last week. Yeah, it it aired on the network. Yeah. And that's right, it's back. We had a couple episodes where they were trying this sort of backdoor pilot for um, a show about a bar in Chicago named Soligans. And it was really good. Ben and I kind of fell in love with it. And then they sort of yanked that rug out from underneath us as often things uh, that I quickly fall in love with happen to do. And um, then, you know, we were equally, though, excited um, to see Chicago Heroes back on the air with a rootin' tootin' new episode. This one was um, one of the most audacious, one of the most bold episodes of this show. Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it was daring. Mm, Cunning. Risky. Risque. Inventive. um, And it was also a little spooky. So we opened up. Kind of like a Halloween episode, honestly. Like it would have been better suited now that I'm thinking about it, to October. So I have a theory about why this episode that seems very Halloween-esque aired now in the middle of the summer. Okay. Okay. Um, as you know, June 21st is the solstice. I did know that. Okay. So, and I knew that you knew that because I actually asked you before we started recording, I said, is June, is which day is the solstice? And you said June 21st. So I knew you knew that. And, June 21st is the solstice, but sometimes the people who make Chicago heroes are like kind of, I don't want to say stupid, but wrong. And yes, I think it's possible that they thought that July 21st was the solstice. Oh, and that's the day we're recording this. Yeah, and so they usually kind of tailor when they do their episodes to knowing <laughs> to when, when we, we are record. Gonna re- yeah, because we're the official podcast. Yeah, um, or when we are going to release an episode. It really just depends week to week what they decide to tailor it to, but it's always tailored to us. Um, right. Despite the fact that they hate us and they've sent us multiple, multiple cease and desists. Um, I mean, have the executives and producers of Chicago Heroes sent assassins after me and Sarah to literally try to kill us to literally make it so we can't make this show anymore because they say that we are single uh, double handedly bringing down the ratings of television's most popular show I would like to see the proof well I mean I have seen the proof and it's pretty pretty uh, rock solid The proof is in the dough, Sarah, and I'm talking about the dough at Chicago Pizzeria, which is where this episode opened up. 
That's um, right. We opened on the Chefs at Chicago Pizzeria, uh, kind of just going about their business, right? Yes. Slinging pies and flinging dough. Tossing the dough up in the air, catching it on one finger like a basketball, mm-hmm. and, you know, putting the sauce on, and then putting the toppings on, then putting the cheese on, and then putting it gently into the box, and then do, giving it a little kiss before they close the box. And These um, actors... Uh, Italian. Italian. I've never, I've never seen, I've never met an Italian person in real life, but I have to assume that's exactly what they're all like. They, uh, yeah. I mean, basically we had guys working in this pizzeria with big mustachios and we had women who were share from Moonlight. So pretty much that was the cast of the pizzeria. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore was the title of the episode. Uh-huh. Um. <laughs> Which does not foreshadow anything that happens um, really like plot wise in the episode. But I, I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. The moon definitely comes up again. Um, oh, that's why. The moon comes up. Um, what? When it hits your eye, the eye of a newt comes up because we said it's Halloweeny. So the eye of a newt definitely comes up because it's Um, Halloweeny. Well, because you know, eye of newt is something that like witches use and like Halloweeny, like. So there's an eye of newt in this episode. Um, Spiritually, just we don't actually ever see an eye of newt. No, like a big pizza pie. Pizza is in the Chicago pizzeria, and then pie. Pumpkin pie is what we all eat at Thanksgiving. Which is close to Halloween. Which is close to Halloween. So it's sort of, and Amore, well, Amore was kind of like the rosebud of this episode. So kind of, it was the whole time I was asking, you know, the chef at the beginning, he was going like, that's Amore, that's Amore. And then at the end, I was kind of like, what's Amore? And then at the very end, we find out it's an eel. It was... (laughs) Amore eel. And it's it was what the pizza chef, he would ride that more eel in his childhood. And so it's kind of very important to yeah. him. Similar to the sled from Rose. From, from to Rosebud. Rose, to the Rosebud sled. And shouldn't they have called that movie, Citizen Kane, shouldn't they have called it Rosebud? I don't know. I've never seen it, so I can't. I don't feel really qualified to say. Don't you think it would be funny if the Chicago Bulls basketball player Derek Rose named his dog Rosebud and taught it to play basketball? Yeah, I guess that would be kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's good. And don't you think it would generally be funny to name your dog the same name as yourself? Yeah, like if I had a dog named Sarah. Yeah, or Sarah Jr. Sarah Jr. It's a funny name for a dog. Okay. And as you know, I already have a dog named Ben. So basically what happens is everything seems like I was asking myself while we were watching this episode, like, um, okay, this is boring. Like, I don't yeah, really want to see people make pizzas. I'd rather be singing karaoke. Right. And... And we've gotten so used to the fast pace of these Sulligans episodes, these like super like 
action-packed sort of episodes that take place in the bar. So I think we were primed for some action. And unfortunately, the first five, seven minutes of the show did not give that to us. But, yeah. well, you'll see. After that, it was basically like, when it rains, it pours. Slow yeah. start. Then when the plot kicks in, it's a freight train. Sheets of rain. Yeah. So basically what happens is one of the um, pizza chefs, he goes, uh, I'm going to take my break uh, down in the pizza vault uh, like but I usually Mario, do. But the Mario, the pizzas aren't done yet. And he goes. Guy Luigi said. Right. And so the first guy, Mario, probably was his name. He goes, you know, I'm not feeling the vibe right now. I need to go get some juju from our ancient sacred Chicago pizza that we keep in the vault. And then some other guy, I think his name was Tony, speaks up and he goes, while you're down there, can you get some gabagool? And they sort of, for a while, kind of talk about how they don't keep the gabagool in the vault um which to me i felt like was an unnecessary scene but obviously i don't write this show yeah i think they were just world building that makes sense and i could see why for the casual viewer of chicago heroes they would need the world built you know for you and me i mean we almost practically live in chicago almost so for us it's like yeah. Uh, I get we, it. I get it. Let's keep moving. Right. Go to the vault. Who cares? Mario, get down there. So Mario uh, go to the vault and he find uh, there is a Noah pizza in the vault. Oh, Maron. <laughs> yes. So he says a little Maron and... Then says a little prayer. And then shortly thereafter, he goes, Luigi, you got to send up a hero signal. And Luigi says, Mario, what's going on down there? And then they all go down and they see. What do they see? It's interesting what you said about how they... It's, I liked how, in this case, Chicago Heroes did a show and tell. A lot of times you hear show, don't tell. I, the, they started with a tell, where Mario is like, there's a Noah pizza here in the vault. And Luigi kind of goes like, mm, I actually want to see it for myself. <laughs> Yeah. These people don't believe each other. Right. And we forgot actually to say that the viewer also didn't see it because when Mario went into the vault, the lights were off. So he was, he could feel that there was no pizza there, but he had, we actually, as the viewer hadn't seen it. Yep. And we needed to see it and I needed to see it. I didn't believe it. Did you? No, I mean, as a general rule, I believe... I don't believe shit. No, no, as a general rule, I assume that a character is lying. Full stop. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, we've been deceived multiple times by the show and also by people in our lives. I don't trust it anymore. Yeah, I mean, I don't trust it at all. No. So, okay, so what's missing is the pizza. Right? Yeah, and it's actually like a holy pizza. I mean, there's a pedestal. You know the little thing that they serve the pizza on when you go to a pizza restaurant? It's like a pedestal for pizza. It's basically, it's like a tray that lifts the pizza up above your drinks. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And it's made of yeah. marble, and it's got, like, heads carved into it. Yeah. yeah. 
So they have like one of those, but not as nice, just sort of metal, in this special vault where they keep apparently the ancient Chicago deep dish, the holy deep dish of Chicago, which is kind of like the holy grail, but like for Chicago. Okay, I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about that the whole time, even though they kept saying it, I wasn't even thinking about it. Like where Luigi goes, what are we going to do, Mario? The holy deep dish of Chicago is like the holy grail, but for Chicago. It's the heart of Chicago. <laughs> they kept calling it the heart of Chicago, the holy grail of Chicago. Chicago's kept- beating heart, Chicago's brain, Chicago's mouth, eyes, and ears, Chicago's mm-hmm. soul. For- Chicago's fourth hole was what Tony kept calling it. And then he was like, Tony, Tony, Tony. Tony, you're gross. Tony, that's gross. And Tony goes, oh, come on, I'm just a saying, if a Harry Potter took a place in Chicago, it would be the Chicago Stone. The Holy Deep of Chicago would be the Chicago Stone. And they kind of clarified it to him. They were like, you know that Harry Potter uh, doesn't have a sex with a sorcerer's a stone. And he goes... <laughs> Uh, yeah, oh, I'm the pretty sure I they knew that. <laughs> yeah, he says I'm pretty sure they. D- I actually, you know what? I knew that. Goes <laughs> never, never mind. So anyway, um, at that point, um, they put up the he- they throw up the hero signal, and I was actually getting a little frustrated. I was like, let's get our heroes in here, you know? Yes. So they throw up the hero signal, and and it we goes ca- high, like a big pizza the- pie. Yeah, and, like, I mean the, the hero moon. signal literally shines onto the moon. Yeah. When you put up the hero signal, it shines onto the literal moon. Yeah. And if the moon's not out, makes a moon. So, and it looks exactly the same as if the moon was out. Yeah. So they kind of keep that up sometimes when there's no moon, but they want there to be a moon and they'll just kind of put it up without the hero signal. Yeah. I mean, there was an episode where (laughs) Ross, who's one of the Chicago heroes, he's he's kind of a loser, paleontologist (laughs) guy. He tries to get Rachel to go on a date with him. You remember this one? Oh, my God. Okay. So embarrassing. Right. And there's no moon out. So he tries to make it, like, really sweet. They go to the Chicago Torium. Yeah. And, and the whole he, time, Rachel's like, I hate this. <laughs> she's, yeah. Oh, my God. She's like, gag me with a spoon. I and can't believe I let the other heroes pay me a million dollars to go on this date. And Ross he puts up the hero signal to make there be a moon for them to have their um, first kiss under. And of course they didn't kiss. No, Rachel wouldn't come within a literal 40 feet of him. Yeah. She was like, I wouldn't touch you with a 41 foot pole. Yeah. And she was holding one. She had one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just in case. And it had a, she she actually put a a blade on the end of it. So that if Ross yeah. tried to get closer, she would he would he would stab himself. Poke with him it. with it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. he did over and over, just trying to get closer <laughs> to her. So that was If it were anybody episode. else, it would be super sad. Oh, but with Ross it was not sad. I mean, you and me, we were cheering for his death. <laughs> we're like, yeah. please, God, for once, could you just like let Ross die? It actually would have been a good way for him to go. It's probably the happiest we've seen him in any episode. Yeah. Um, well, 
he's actually still around in this one. So we've got all of our heroes. We've got Ross. We've got Rachel. We've got Monica, who's the chief of police. We've got Rachel, who's a paramedic. Ross is a paleontologist. Joey, who's a firefighter. Chandler, who's a lawyer. And then we, we have Mayor all. Lisa Kudrow, who is president, but she's not in this episode. Yeah, so we're kind of down to our core cast here, and they're like just hanging at the hero house, doing karaoke or whatever they're doing. Yep. And which is kind of a weird parallel to our life. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I guess because I <laughs> hate watching other people do karaoke, I just sort of tuned it out. I guess art imitates life. Or the other way around. Yeah, life imitates art. So what they do is they get into the hero mobile uh-huh. and they go to the... The pizza. They, yeah, right. And they start investigating. Yes, they put up a bunch of yellow tape. They put on their gloves. They, they get mm-hmm. out their little powder and the b- brushes that dust it all up over the place. And they start touching everything they Mm -hmm. no piece of evidence will go unturned or uneaten joey's kind of going crazy because he's among his people okay so basically everyone has their own ways of detecting right Uh and like joey is he's a sensory detector so he uses his taste buds to basically try to solve a case yeah and a lot of and then he also sometimes Puts his puts it where the sun sun don't shine. Yeah, right. he was like, "Oh, how deep does the sauce go? I better figure it out by putting my dick in it." So and he did that. So yeah, he sort of fucked the sauce tub for a little. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and then he goes, "Oh, and now my dick is covered in sauce." And he goes, "I would lick it off myself, but I can't reach." <laughs> And then everybody goes, yes, you can. You've like demonstrably sucked your own dick like a million times. Yeah. And he goes, all right, I can. So he does. And so Joey actually doesn't crack the case because he's pretty much busy. Right. Which is actually yeah. fine because Joey is, I don't know if you were noticing this, like Joey's a firefighter. Yeah. What's Joey he going to do? shouldn't be investigating. Right. No. Unless there was arson. Unless there's a fire. Yeah. Right. So he's kind of down for the count. Chandler okay. starts in interrogating everybody. So he's asking yeah. Tony, Mario, Luigi. He's saying, you know, where were you? Who did you talk to? What did you see? What kind of pizzas do you make here? How much do they cost? Mm-hmm. And what and if I wanted started... to do a split topping kind of situation? Like one side pepperoni, one side spinach and mushroom. And yeah. what if I wanted to, I don't know, add um olives to that or do you guys do avocado on pizza i've always been wondering if that would be good because i like avocado on most things like all millennials and i was just thinking it might be good on pizza what do you guys think and so everybody kind of got stuck on chandler's age at that point and him calling himself a millennial and they were all sort of calling him out for being like literally 60 years old they kept saying you're literally 60 years old and he goes but i could pass yeah and he's kind of has an esteem spiral that happens at that point yeah so so he has to kind of count himself out down for the count yeah so then we have um rachel who obviously she's a paramedic and so the way that she um this is kind of what sarah was alluding to earlier with the laying on of hands 
like Rachel is kind of a first aid style of detective. You know, she's going to go around and try to break things and put them back together. She's going to patch things up. She's going to listen for the heartbeat of the pizza place. She's going to temperaturize things and see Mm -hmm. what their temperatures are. You know, so she's going around kind of temperaturizing like the walls. And she's playing Sean Paul's temperature. And um, trying to keep, um, you know, things that are cold all the time warm. So yeah, she's, and she's playing do- Sean Paul's temperature. Right, and trying to keep things that are cold all the time warm. And so she's doing that, and basically she kind of gets in this thing where she f- she actually ends up at the freezer, and the yep. freezer is cold all the time, want to be keeping it warm, is what she says. Yeah. And she she can't, and so yeah. she's down for the count because she gets caught she up. She doesn't have that. the right temperature to shelter it from the storm. So they're all trying to Doesn't have the right tactics to turn it on. And she's trying everything. She, but she can't find the freezer's clitoris. She wants to be the papa. She can't find the mom. She does try to be the papa to it. <laughs> um, so then there's another hero. And remember, Ross. the heroes are trying to figure out what happened to the holy deep dish of Chicago. Um, so, so far, no success. So there's Ross. Yeah, so there's Ross who starts doing sort of like a archaeological dig inside mm-hmm. the pizza place. It goes without it, saying, that didn't work. No, yeah. I mean, it starts off kind of like, oh, maybe there's something to this. He starts like kind of digging through some of the toppings at the bar once Joey kind of is done sucking the sauce off his dick. and then, But then he starts like digging an actual hole in the ground and the guys were like, okay, you can't do that. Like, you're not allowed to tear up our entire floor. Like that costs a lot of money. And all the other heroes, they kind of go like, no, 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 let him. Maybe he'll fall in and get stuck in there. And yeah, and then we can put the floor back on over him and he's kind of like trapped in there. If you Did you if, ever think about that? That's basic. <laughs> and they're like, we don't know this guy. He seems like he sucks, <laughs> he but like okay, we don't what, want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it would stink up the place. And we've yeah. already got Tony here. <laughs> yeah. So, so then there's kind of that where they all like railed against Tony for a little bit. Yeah. He jumps out the window. Um, it's a first and, floor, so he doesn't yeah. go very far. He just it's a fir- oh, yeah. It's the first floor. But obviously, the um, Chicago Pizzeria is located on a cliff. So, I mean, <laughs> it's the first floor on the front. Right? Yeah. So Tony's bones break. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so Tony's, he's down for the count. And Mario stuck and Luigi with- both are like, okay, you guys have taken too long. And we, we have a tennis match to get to. So we're going to go ahead and leave. Um, you guys just keep trying to figure it out. <laughs> Exactly. So we're down left to um, Monica, cop Monica, Monica um, played by Courtney cops. She's the chief of police. Um, She's wearing her usual thing that she always wears, which is thin blue line flight (laughs) bodysuit. And you were saying a (laughs) t-shirt. She wears a t-shirt over it. She wears a t-shirt on the job. Sorry, I should have specified. She wears... It's just a t-shirt and it says female body inspector on it. Right. Yeah. Um, 
And the thing I said about, I actually got confused in my mind because I have a very good imagination. Oh, so I know. I know. I was, pic- I was picturing Monica wearing a thin blue line flag bodysuit. And what actually happened in my mind was I thought it was real. <laughs> <laughs> and now what's happening in my mind is being. It's corny. a very real. Uh, yeah. 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 So- She's wearing her big oversized female and body inspector shirt and really tiny short shorts. Um, and she starts, she's like sort of not doing much, not being very helpful the whole mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Her method of detection is basically, she, it's basically threatening. the, usually, yeah, it's threatening or shooting her gun at things and seeing if they explode. Yes. But what actually had happened was um, the new temporary mayor had told her, you actually can't just fire your gun at things and see if they explode. And Monica goes like, okay, so you're telling me I can't do my job? Okay, fine. I won't. So Yeah, her so she's kind of standing there, arms crossed. Like the, It took a long time for the other heroes to be like, come on, can you at least like try? Like You're here. You might as well. And she's like, no. The mayor doesn't want me to do my job, so I'm not gonna. I should have taken today off and just used my pension to do something else with my time. And I'm never gonna work again, and then we'll see how you like it. And she does an emphatic kick. And when she does the emphatic kick, what her toe hits, and she stubs and screams, ouch, 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 for a while. But <sighs> what it actually... <sighs> that who did that (laughs) she's trying to blame everyone else for it for putting um for she goes who put that there you know like i was kicking and there was nothing there and then when i kicked it hit something and it was um a can of red herrings and so the can of red herrings rolls across the floor and all of the red herrings tumble out Mm -hmm. and she goes what's this can of red herrings doing here? Maybe she goes, maybe it was fishermen that took the deep, the holy deep dish of Chicago. So and everybody goes, ah, uh, okay, maybe. And they were all just kind of like appeasing her. Cause they felt bad about the tantrum that she had. And they didn't kind of know how to like mitigate that. So they were like, yeah, oh, maybe, yeah, maybe it was the fishermen. Yeah. Ross is like, I hear you. Work sucks. Yeah. So they go to the Chicago Pier. Yeah. And um, they start kind of asking all the fishermen, like, mm-hmm. did you take the Holy Grail pizza, the deep dish grail, the heart of Chicago, the ears and eyes and mouth of Chicago? Did you take the soul of Chicago? Did you take, you know, all those kinds of things? Right. And all the fishermen um, are kind of like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I actually don't talk to people like you, so... So that's kind of a dead end. Um, yeah. And it's a literal dead end. I like, did you like that kind of cinematic technique where like they basically go down the Chicago pier and they end at the end of it. And like, there's literally no further they can go. They've, yeah. Unless they talked, jump off. Yeah. They've talked. And they kind of keep telling Ross like, Hey, maybe you should jump, jump off. off. So Ross does jump off <laughs> and he lands, he's about to fall into Chicago Lake um, but actually what happens is a wild goose is flying and he lands on it. Yeah. And so he's riding the wild goose, um, but he actually has all of the notes from the d- investigation on him. 
And so the other heroes want the notes from the investigation to get it. So they start chasing after Ross, who's riding on a wild goose. <laughs> right. And they start riding their own wild gooses uh-huh. um, around. And pretty much we have like an aerial scene where they fly around Chicago, like back and forth. Right. And end up pretty much eventually the gooses. They're all just kind of running around tired. like chickens with their heads cut off. Yeah, they can't figure out. How, I like how you put it. Um, the heroes can't find a way to land their gooses because they've never flown them before. Yeah. So ultimately what they have to have do is Rachel takes out her pole with the blade on the end of it and she uh-huh. cuts all the gooses' heads off like they're chickens. Yep. So they fall out of the sky yep. and they land right back into where? Chicago Pizzeria. That's right. <laughs> well, and that's convenient. And Ross actually does say, you know, if I had fallen into the lake, it wouldn't have been the worst thing in the world. If you guys remember, <laughs> I actually... <laughs> swam back here from Guantanamo Bay when I was yeah. locked up there for a while. So first guy ever to do it in the history of the world. Yeah. And they're says. all kind of like, yeah, we know. So yeah, still wish you would have jumped in there though. Right. Um, broken clock is right twice a day is what Chandler says. Um, and everybody's kind of like, okay, sure. Yeah, sure. That makes sense. <laughs> Fine. Um, they kind of argue about whether that's always true. You know, yeah. they go like, well, what if it's broken to where like, it's just a head but it's moving at the same Right. It's rate. not just stopped. It's just at the wrong time all the time. So it's like always broken. And Chandler was like, well, at some point in time, it would be right again. And they're like, yeah, but like two times a day. And he was like, well, depends on how long a de- day is. Yeah. Is like says? who, okay. Who cares? And then <laughs> cares like, well, is what he you- says. <laughs> They're like, well, you <laughs> really seem to care. He's like, I don't. I just like, I just like don't want to. I don't want to like make you guys think that you like won this conversation or something. But I, I don't care. Okay. At this point, the director of the episode, who was it was directed by Christian Bale, he <laughs> comes out. He literally comes out from behind the camera. Right. He's wearing headphones. His director's headphones. He throws them on the ground and he goes, enough of this shit. I've had it with this shit. You guys have been going on and fucking on and on about this broken clock shit. And I've had it up to here. You are fucking with me. It has taken us three months to film this episode. Literally three months. You've been fucking around on my set. And they're all kind of like, oh, Hey, we're sorry, but we worked with Judd Apatow right before this and he yeah. kind of likes the shit. Okay. So our bad will take the note, but also go fuck yourself. Yeah. Also, what yeah. kind of accent is that? Yeah. So they're all kind of doing that. To- <laughs> Oi. Oi, I'm Christian Bale, and I don't like the way my actors are doing their jobs. So Christian gets very sad at that point and pretty much leaves. And Judd comes in. So we see Judd walk on to set. And all Everybody this is, the cameras are still <laughs> Yes. He's yes. back. He's back. Yes. Did you bring yeah. Pete Davidson with you? Judd Apatow. They all go, you're the guy that we, you're the guy they bring in to, you're the guy they bring in to um, to steer the ship when nobody's staring at it. The fixer. <laughs> Judd Apatow, the fixer. And he goes, he goes, all right, folks. 
let's get our hands dirty. The magic is in the mess. I don't care if this episode is six hours long, as long as it feels real. And it was. Um, it yeah. was six hours. And yeah, that's when just he said that, part. I was like, whoa, maybe this episode is going to be six hours. And sure enough. Yeah. And he kept repeating his catchphrase, which I didn't invent. It was his. He kept saying, the magic is in the mess. And eventually, like the actors, I guess, kind of seem to realize, like, oh, he wants us to just start improvising, like, just kind of pick up what he's putting down, right? right. And so, um, so Ross, he goes, the magic is in the mess. And he looks the around the pizzeria and in the mess. And he sees that under where the red herrings had rolled away from, Mm-hmm. is like and there's the sauce spilled from Joey sucking his dick and everything like on the ground um in the sauce there's in like a sauce stain on the ground there's um sort of like a graffiti of an anarchy a you could say it was lost in the sauce and that is a line from the show yes um, it's which not mine. Is, I didn't write it. Yeah, Ross says it. Um, and everyone's like, I wish it was Ross in the sauce, and the sauce was your blood because you were dead. Everyone says that. Um, and yeah, they, they each take turns say it saying all, it. Yeah, they say it. They each say it one by one, then they all say it together. Um, <laughs> and then Judd Apatow says it. Yeah. And Judd, then he's like, and now I'll get behind the camera. So Judd goes back behind the camera and basically at that point, um, Monica, she decides, like, Monica's a cop, right? And so even if she doesn't want to work, which she mostly doesn't, like, when she, she still has her instincts, right? Yes. And you can't deprogram instincts. You can't fight instincts. Nope. And her instinct is telling her at this point, um, Antifa did this. Yes, this is Antifa. And she says that, and the rest of the heroes are like, okay, what do you mean? What do you mean that by that? And she goes, it's the organization, Antifa. Yeah, and, they and were she like, basically hmm. shows them her Facebook groups that she's in. Yeah, and she goes, here, maybe you haven't seen this because it's not on like the news or whatever, but I'll show you. Yeah, and so it's basically she's just showing them like she shows them a whole library of kind of like things that have cues in them and stuff like that yeah and they kind of go really deep down this rabbit yeah. hole and she goes um, actually i've heard that they're busing a bunch of them in this weekend to just like go to something or whatever and they're like that doesn't sound scary or anything so they follow Monica to what she's saying is Antifa headquarters and it's just like a house. Yeah. It's basically like this house. It has like a big anarchy a on the side of it. And like a bunch of sort of like, I don't know, like wayward 20 somethings kind of like, it's like a place where like wayward 20 somethings. like Yeah. And they all have like pink or blue or green hair. They're all making, TikToks and growing vegetables. It all just kind of sucks. They're like kind of vegan. Yeah. Like sort of. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and there's pretty much a there's basically like they so the the heroes storm the house yeah. they go like you know they 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 call out um i mean obviously cop monica she kind of does her thing she calls out gun 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 yep so they are able to that gives them if a cop calls out gun 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 they can do anything that's right so she says that so that gives them probable cause to enter the house um to go towards the gun yeah so they go in and they're i hear did you hear the drumming Yes, of course. Um, How could you not? Yeah, it was in the show. Yeah, it was in the show, so I heard it. So there was drumming, and so they kind of find their way down to the drumming. It's down in the basement. Yep. And there's some stuff happening down there, not just drumming. No, it's like a bunch of like sort of naked punks, like in a drum circle. Yep. And they're like kind of in the middle of the circle. They got like pizza that they've been eating. Yes. They like had pizza. Yeah. Right. Well, Monica, she goes, oh, my God. I knew it. Oh, my God. I knew it. I knew it. It's a coven of Antifa witches, and they have the holy deep dish of Chicago, and they're going to hex the Chicago Stock Exchange and shut down the economy. It's exactly like they said in my Facebook group. And, yeah, all the heroes are like, that, you didn't show us that in the restaurant, but, okay, um, why, why would they do that? Like, aren't, what, why would they put a hex on the Chicago stock exchange? He goes, what, did you not hear me to stop capitalism? They freedom? They're Marxist they Antifa witches. They're trained Marxists. And she goes, you know why it's called Marxism, right? With an X? Mm, it's gender neutral. She goes, it's literally the opposite of freedom. And the other heroes were kind of like, um, I don't know if I understand quite what you're saying. Yeah. They're all doing the, um, you know, the gif of like, what's it? Zach Galifianakis kind of putting together the formulas and stuff. Yes. Yeah. 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 They all, all of their heroes start doing that with their hands, kind of gifting, (laughs) kind of gifting themselves with trying to like solve equations. Right. And they, they're like, honestly, if it's like all over Facebook and people are talking about it and Monica believes it, then we have to believe it too. We don't have any other leads. There's no other evidence. And I guess we just kind of have to take her at her word. Yeah. So she basically lays out her whole thing to the, to the Antifa, like who she thinks is Antifa, witches down there. And like, um, and, so she says what they're trying to do. And like one of them is like, uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, sure. That's exactly what we're trying to do. Yeah. Uh, and she goes, see, see, I told you. And all the heroes are like, yeah, it doesn't seem like they're being super sincere, but again, like we have no other leads. We'll just sort of follow this one as far as it can go. So Rachel actually asks one of them. She's like, so can you like give us an idea of what your intended plan is? And then the witch, one of the witches is like, why would I tell you that? Right. She goes, yeah, I actually know, but I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. And that makes Rachel like really, she gets really pissed. mad. Right. Yeah. She goes, do you not she, oh, see this gets, blade yeah. that I have affixed to a 41 foot pole? 
And they go like, mm, actually, I'm nearsighted, so I literally can't see it. You're holding it 41 feet away from, you're in the other direction. <laughs> um, it's actually like <laughs> punctured a hole in our basement. So now a bunch of like water and soot is going to get in here. Yeah, like not, and like one of the guys, he goes like, not cool. Yeah, that's just not <laughs> chill. Like we're trying to like maintain a vibe here and you're sort of harshing it. Right. Um, Chandler gets really fed up. He basically pulls Monica's service weapons. She has a bunch of them. And he's like kind of... Even though she doesn't want to work, she keeps carrying around her service weapons, which is something we can discuss maybe if we ever do a Patreon. Yeah. So he pulls those and... um, Which is... She has like a lethal taser and he pulls that and he's pointing the lethal taser at like the Aldianafi guys and like one of them goes... Um, one of the, one of them kind of goes like you can see he starts thinking fast, yeah. you know, um, and he he gets a light bulb. I mean, a literal light bulb, animated light bulb shows over his head, which is something that Judd Apatow likes to do a lot. Oh and, yeah. Um, so light bulb shows, and he goes like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! It's like you said, we're trying to hex the Chicago Stock Exchange. We're using magic." The only way you can stop magic, bro, is with equal, equal and, and opposite, opposite magic. magic. Well, he basically gets what he's looking for, which is Chandler puts away the taser and he goes, guys, we don't have any time to waste. We have to learn magic before the next full moon rises or the economy will be shut down and America as we know it will be ended forever. And Joey goes, wait, who said anything about the next full moon? And Chandler, <laughs> Chandler goes like, go ahead. You had your thing. I mean, you, you know what he did. Yeah, yeah, I had my thing. And then you probably have yours that you want to do too. <laughs> no, no, you had your thing. <laughs> he just goes, well, that's like when all magic shit happens. It's like the next full moon. My thing was literally going to be like a not as good version of your thing because I didn't take as careful of notes on the show. Well, that's nice. But it was the same as what you... It was like, yeah, he knew it because it's like Chandler's like... Chandler's like this, the brains. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's true too, and that's why he knew that. So anyway, he goes, we have no time to lose. We got to go back. So they go to the hero house. And yeah. boy, do they get cracking. They order yeah. a bunch of spell books from Amazon. They start mm-hmm. doing spells, and they start making potions and they try a couple things on each other. There's a little montage of them doing little love spells on each other and then having mm-hmm. sex and then sort of doing in a memory erasing spell so that they don't have to remember that they did that. And then, um, that goes on for a long time. Like they I keep mean, doing it <laughs> like 27 days. Yeah. And they've got like, which all is of a sudden, about like, an hour kind of, in the show. Yeah. They come out of like basically a fuck stupor and (laughs) Joey is like, he's like, oh no, we only got one night left. (laughs) And everybody is like, that's a cool new voice. And so then they start doing more spells. They go bigger, 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 better spells. We got to do bigger, better ones. So they learn Mm -hmm. ones that sort of, um, make people not be able to talk. They do ones that make people talk. Mm. They do ones that 
make people be in massive pain. They do one that kills an animal that was kind of by their house. Um, mm-hmm. They yeah, it do was stuff um, that unlocks doors. Huh? It was Rob Schneider. It was yeah. the animal. Yes, that was the animal. Yeah. They do stuff that unlocks doors. They do stuff that lifts things up in the air and brings them over to them. They do stuff like that. And then they sort of are like, okay, we've sort of learned all the magic we're ever going to know. So actually what our listeners might not know was um, Sarah was reading from the supplementary guide of things that you can do spells to do. When things she was that you can do spells be- to do. <laughs> they, the network published that along with this episode. Chicago, Hero, on- Chicago Heroes official guide to things that spells that do the things to do. Yeah. And it basically said, if you're trying to rememberize all of the things that spells can to do from the show and you can't remember size of them, you got to lose this guide. And so Sarah was using it. Yeah. Um, and it might have, so it might have sounded to our listeners like you couldn't think of any more things that spells could to do. But I just wanted our listeners to know that wasn't true. Right. Thank you. You just finished reading it. Yes. I'm always in your court. Yes. Well, we're in the same karaoke room, which is sort of a court. Um, it like, sort of is a court where we judge each other's karaoke performances. Yes. Like and you're the king one day always... and I'm the jester the, the one day and then we switch <laughs> yes. places the next day. Or it's like a court like where we're each, I'm jury, you are judge and executioner. executioner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or it's a court where we're sort of playing one-on-one basketball, but we do it with karaoke. So it's sort I'm, of like one of I us sw- is the guy, the other one is the dog. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And it's sort of like you score one point if you do a line with of a song with your eyes closed. You score two points if you do that, but it, and it sounds really good, and you score. A three-pointer is when you do that and you know all the dance moves from the music video. And And that's how we play um, basketball. And it might sound to you guys like Sarah just ran out of different types of courts to list, but that's actually not what happened. No. She was reading from the guide of different types of courts that a court can be, and she just got to the end of it. Yeah. So if anything, it's um, somebody else's fault for writing that book and not being comprehensive. But I would be interested to know if there is another type of court that isn't, you know, sports or um, like judgment or um, king. Hey, listen, I would love to know that just as much as you, but obviously it's not in the list. And I just want to make sure listeners know like it wasn't that you couldn't think of more. It's just, yeah. that's all the ones that were in the list. And yeah. I'm just like, I'm in your corner here. Yeah. So anyway, um, what pretty much, I can't even remember where we were in the show, but pretty um, much they learned all the big spells. The, they learned all the big spells, all of them. And so what they, what they didn't know though was, Oh, there's no like, there's no spell in the spell book to um, 
like like Rachel goes, she goes, guys, there's no spell in the spell book for ta- stopping a coven of Antifa witches from putting a hex on the Chicago Stop Exchange and shutting down the economy. And they, the other heroes say, well, maybe there's not one spell, but what if we each do a different one and hope that it works? So, yes. So they all, they draw a pentagram. And at each of the five points of the pentagram, they write their own names and the type of spell they're going to do when the time comes. So... Rachel goes, Rachel, immortality. And Joey goes, um, fighting a fire or sucking my own dick, whichever, which, whichever one happens first. Chandler goes, Chandler, Staying young and looking 20 forever. Ross goes, digging up stuff. And everybody goes, boo, boo, boo. That's not even a spell and that's not even cool. Like, what's that going to do? And Monica goes, well, I guess I could do the death spell since like nobody else has picked that. Yeah, Yeah, I would love, I mean, like if nobody else wants to do it, I'll definitely do it. I'll take that one and everybody was like okay so all right so they each kind of like all put their hands onto the corner of the pentagram and it makes what honestly looks did you ever notice a pentagram looks kind of like a star so oh my god that's what i've been thinking and i just like couldn't put my finger on it i was like oh this looks like something else i actually I actually turned my TV over upside down when I was watching it. And I was like, that looks like a star. Okay. I wish I had done that. Um, Cause I, every time I looked at it, I was like, that looks like something. Cat, totally. dog, stop sign. No triangle. Sort of. You were like five and you get where you, you were getting closer and yeah. closer. I could hear yeah. you kind of saying it. Cause when I turned the TV over, cause we were watching on the same TV, <laughs> but I turned the TV over but I turned it away from you so you couldn't see it. So you had to be only looking at it in your mind. Yeah, and I just and you were was like, closing my eyes going, five-pointed cat, yeah. five-pointed dog, five-pointed computer? Five-pointed, um, five-pointed text message from my friend, five-pointed um, egg, fried egg. <laughs> None of it was working. And now you're, I, you're telling me it's a star. And I'm like, duh. so they do their spells they pretty much say the magic words right i mean abracadabra abracadabra so they all say abracadabra um it doesn't quite it doesn't work right no and ross goes wait guys guys remember what we're trying to do here we're trying we're battling against we're battling against Antifa witches using the holy deep dish of Chicago. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. And he goes, we have to focus our spell on the moon. And everybody kind of goes, okay, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Yeah, they tell him to shut the fuck up. And they actually honestly go, uh, and Joey goes, uh, I got an idea for you. Uh, how about you go fuck right and off? And Monica goes, if you want so, something hitting your eye, I'll do it right now. 
Yeah, and Joey does too, and he starts jerking off and like <laughs> um, kind of pointing his his schlong in the direction of Ross. And Ross is like, "Okay, okay, I'm going." Yeah. So Ross leaves. <laughs> they try it again. Uh, it works, right? Now that they don't have dead weight. Um, dead, dead weight. It works. So it's basically it's like a four-pointed star, which looks like a circle, and um, it looks like a circle around an H because you know how an H has four yes. different like yeah. ends to it which is the hero yeah. signal the H for hero um, and they point it up at the moon anyway because like Monica goes actually that was kind of a good idea I just don't like Ross yeah for sure she goes we'll take the moon thing but <laughs> we'll do it our own way right so that works they throw some Eye of Newt in there oh so there was Eye of Newt um yeah, there's the I've nude. I know we said there wasn't in the show, but I totally forgot it was in the final scene. Yeah, and that final scene um, actually ended up being about 25 minutes of them try, trying to, to catch lose. a newt and then sort of deciding <laughs> who was going to take the eye out of the newt once they caught it. And everybody's kind of like, that's really gross. And then they're like, Rachel, you do it. You operate on people all the time. And she was like, I really don't want to do this. It's pretty gross. And they were like, you have to. And she's like, okay. And then she does it. And the whole time she goes, ewey, 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 ewey. I hate this. Oh, my God. This is so gross. And then she pulls it out. And then it rolls down on the ground and gets stuck under the couch. And they're like, okay, well, now you have to pull out the other eye because we still need the side. And she's like, oh, God, ewey, 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 ewey. And then she gets the other eye out. And then they are like, oh, we don't even have a fucking cauldron to put this in. So then they had to call Amazon, who had to bring them a cauldron real quick. And then they put that in there along with a couple other things. And then they stirred it up. And then after about 20 minutes of that, it was like done. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, um, long story long, that's how Newt Gingrich went blind in this episode. Um, or actually, probably one of the world's premier Newt Gingrich impersonators who they had playing Newt Gingrich. Yeah. Um, but whose eyes Rachel literally took out because Judd Apatow, you could hear him off screen and he kept saying, like, make it real, yeah. baby. Make it real. Yeah. Groot um, being rich. That's his name. Group Bing. Yeah, Group Bing Rich. The actor. Yeah. Group Bing yeah. Rich. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I just had to go back to and, the um, uh, notes. <laughs> you could see his mouth moving, but they didn't give him a microphone. Um, so, but you could see that he kept saying, I am Groot. I am Groot. Yeah. Like over and over throughout the scene. Because I think he was going through, honestly, a lot of trauma. Yeah. I mean, he was having his eyes yeah. removed. Um, so... I think he just kind of locked into sort of a primitive yeah. state. He's <laughs> just like, <laughs> he goes, could I be any more Groot? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so anyway, like Sarah said, then it was done. Um, what was done? The pizza. So while this was all happening, um, while this all was happening was, champ- was um, Joey was still drinking off. And um, Chandler was baking a... Um, a big pizza pie. Uh, Rachel was doing this surgery, and Chandler was baking a big pizza pie because he knows when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, right? And so that's pumpkin pie, he gets the pizza pie for Thanksgiving because that's close. Which is actually pumpkin. Yeah. Yes. Because you said Thanksgiving is close Halloween. to... Halloween. Halloween. So basically the spell works. 
Yeah, um, that kind of defeats the Antifa uh, witches. And it's really, we don't quite know if they actually were ever doing anything at all. We don't really see them no. ever show up to Basically, do Basically, the stock exchange opens the next day. Like, the last part of the scene is we see the stock exchange open with the dawn. And um, they ring the bell. And it's, higher like, than ever. open, like, like higher than yeah. ever. Right. Um, and... The heroes are like, they pat each other on the backs and they're like, another job well Our done. Our stock has never been higher, um, fellas. Right. Yeah. And it's actually announced, we we actually see like sort of a ticker along, they're watching TV seeing stocks exchange reopen. Yeah, and there's a ticker actually we see in kind the of episode a ticker. too. But they're doing two different things. Ticker, yeah. There's two yeah. tickers. So I'm going to say the ticker that was inside sure. of the show. So inside of the show, they're watching TV and there's a ticker and it says, you know, President, President Mayor Lisa Kudrow um, announces that the U.S. is going to war with 12 different countries, you know, and um, semicolon Chicago Stock Exchange soars. Yeah. Uh, and the heroes famously are very bad at reading. Yes. So they probably just didn't... So they thought like that it was yeah. them, you know? Yeah. But, like, war is good for business. Yeah, and everybody knows that. So what the yeah. ticker was saying on the actual episode, I tried writing it down, but I kind of lost track. But I, the first few parts of it were, Ben and Sarah, please stop <laughs> recapping the show. We know you're trying to monetize it. Yeah. We've sent you multiple cease and desist. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll never write for the show. Mm -hmm. You will never be allowed within 41 feet of anybody who works on this show. Please, please, please Preach. stop writing and talking about this show. We really appreciate your fandom, but you have become almost a nuisance. Uh, you're... Um, too much to deal with. We wish we could even pay you to go away, but we don't want to give you the satisfaction of having you take money from us. Um, ben and Sarah, this is for you. Please stop. And then there was more, but ben I said, like don't remember it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it said you actually, your hand got a cramp. I remember. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm writing so and fast. You're, and you can't. Um, and my eye got a cramp because I know, sort of um, started crying. Exactly. And so you hand, I remember you said to me, can you quick, can you take, can you start writing down the rest mm -hmm. of it? And I was like, I don't feel like it. So, so that's all we got. <laughs> so like we actually, yeah. Um, all that, the, I only caught one thing was it just said, it said, PS, you might think that this is not about you, but we promise it. Yeah. Is. You know who you are. We can't publish your last names because that's, <laughs> Illegal on doxing, but I swear to God, if it's Ben and Sarah who are watching this together and doing a podcast about it, there's only, that's only one Ben and one Sarah. So we, you know who you are. We know who you are. Leave us alone or, you know, we'll yeah. find you and we'll kill you. We have a special set of skills um, and <laughs> we're going to use them. At that point, you <laughs> ran out of steam again. People might be wondering where you got the steam from after you had first run out yeah. of it. But actually what had, had happened, I remember. Vape pen? That? Vape pen. Yeah. It was your vape pen. So um, Sarah fainted from having, um, she fainted from um, being tired from the ground. 
and, and she actually fell um, butt first onto her vape pen, right? Yeah. And so she got an extra strong hit, basically. Yeah, my she ass. Like, got a boof of vape. Yeah. And that gave her, that made her spring back up like a zebra, fast like a zebra. Like <laughs> and so speak a little bit about the zebra thing. <laughs> So zebras have like that black and white sort of stripes on them. And to me, that makes Mm -hmm. it look like it's like a coil or something like the white is the negative space and the black (laughs) is like the coil itself. Mm -hmm. So you would spring up Mm -hmm. like a zebra if something happened very quickly. Also in general, they're like horses. So I assume they're somewhat fast. So your thing was like, let me just get make sure I understand. I had said that you had fallen ass first onto a vape pen and it had given you a strong hit of vape into your butthole and it made you spring up, which to me makes sense. And you had said, like a zebra. And for, for you, the thing was like, well, a zebra, what was happening in your mind was a zebra looks like a spring. Yeah. And so... When a zebra gets up, it bounces like a spring. And what I had said was like a fast zombie, which to me is like, well, fast zombies are... (laughs) (laughs) My thing I thought made more sense because like... Because like a zebra doesn't look that much like a spring. Well, where does a fast zombie come from? But a fast... Well, you get your seasons, which is summer... You got fall, you got summer, fall, winter, and spring. And dead things that have been dead over the winter come back to life in the spring really fast. And the type of thing that comes back to life is a zombie. So it's like that. Okay. So my thing was like less steps is like easier to figure (laughs) out than the zebra thing. Because in your thing, you have to picture a zebra. And which a lot of people can't do. They've never seen one up close. A lot of people can't do it because they're black, white, colorblind. <laughs> just looks like ca- camouflage. <laughs> so it just looks like a horse. It looks yeah, like it blends into the yeah. background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is why for um, a lot of people who are black, white, colorblind, they have a saying, which is uh, he was hidden like a zebra at nighttime. <laughs> yeah and we've all heard so that anyway, if you enjoyed this and you're still listening Somehow. remember what we asked you to do give us five stars recommend the show to a friend and tune in again please follow please save me at please save me pod on twitter um and whatever you do don't try to watch chicago heroes you won't find it see ya Smells like courage.